Let's go in-depth on Iowa State with the Des Moines Register. It's time for Cyclone Insider, powered by G-MIG's 5th Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome to Cyclone Insider here on a Tuesday. Been an eventful hour and a half here on 1460 KXNO. We're fired up here. Uh, It'll be a short Cyclone Insider, but we're loaded with content. And we'll just, uh, no small talk here. Uh, We'll go to our guest, Steve Prome. He joins us on the phone here on 1460 KXNO. I know you can't talk recruiting coach, but you are out on the road. What town are you in right now? Uh, no, I'm in Ames. I'm oh, you're in Ames back. Till, uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Well, no, no, I'm back now, and then we get back out tomorrow. Okay, well, you're going to – Tomorrow, tomorrow, Wednesday. Wednesday through Sunday is the last uh, last period. Awesome. So, Tell Fred High if you're in Chicago. Tell Fred High if you're in Chicago. Yeah, I won't be there. I won't okay. be there, but I'll, if I, I, I can text the town. I'll okay. Monte's okay. actually in it's town, though, right? Up there, uh, playing. Steve, uh, the Maui Invitational bracket came out today. You guys drew Arizona in the opening round, and I knew it was. I knew what you guys were getting into. But when I looked at the bracket, <laughs> top and the bottom, it became very evident to me how stacked that field absolutely is. What do you think about your draw? Man, you know, every draw is going to be great because they're great games, they're great coaches, it's going to be a great environment, it's a prestigious tournament. Uh, but the opportunity to open up with Arizona uh, in a primetime game uh, is, is great for our program, it's great for this team, and we're really looking forward to it. You know, we we've got uh, we've got to uh, obviously go out there and play well. Uh, you know, if you're going to compete against the likes of those teams, but it's a great experience for everybody, and that's what you want to do early in the year is really test yourselves. And I think we're we're really going to do that this year with the team. Steve, what do you know about? Schedule. I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you know anything about Arizona yet? No, I don't. Obviously, I know they had a great team last year with eight and uh, Raleigh Austin. Uh, I may have pronounced that name wrong. Uh, and then the other guard, uh, Tree, Alonzo Tree, and obviously Sean Miller's had a, a ton of success as a head coach and uh, did a great job at Xavier's, done a great job at Arizona. And so we got great respect for their program. And uh, I know they play pack line defense, but outside of that, that's it. Steve, just how big of an opportunity is this entire invitational in terms of just exposure, competition? Uh, finding out exactly what you're going to have with your team next season. Well, you know, we're we're actually reading a book right now, Chop Wood, Carry Water. It's, you know, we just actually finished our team meeting going over that, and it kind of talks about, you know, not getting ahead of yourselves. It's just focusing on obviously just day-to-day. You know, like I always said, kind of win the day, stay the course. Um, you know, Coach Campbell, you trust the process, all that stuff. It kind of bottles it all up in this book. Um you know, this team, I'm, I'm really concerned right now is about that we have a good practice today. Uh, are these guys going to finish these last two weeks of summer school out well? But, you know, the opportunity to go there, to play on the national stage, uh, we've been fortunate. If you go back and look at the last several years in tournament play, you know, uh, three Big 12 tournament titles. You know, we won in Myrtle Beach. We won in Florida. You know, Fred won out in Hawaii. Um you know, we've had good runs with tournaments, a sweet six, couple sweet 16s to where because of the way our fan base travels, uh, our neutral site record is really, really impressive. And so, you know, that that helps when you're going out there to play the likes of the teams that we're going to play. Steve, looking at your schedule as a whole, unless 
I can't add, which that's been said before. You've got yeah. Chris said <laughs> Chris told me yeah. Okay, <laughs> you've got twenty four games against Power Five opponents. Eight. Yep. That's eighteen in the Big Twelve. That's Missouri. That's at Iowa. That's Ole Miss, and that's and that's um, Arizona, Gonzaga, and Duke, uh, potentially in in Maui. Twenty four. That seems like a lot. You like that? Right now with this team coming back. Say what? If, if we win some of those games, our RPI is going to be really. Uh, oh golly, yeah. Seed, right? Oh my gosh. Do you like that? Is that good? Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. I mean, that's why you come to Iowa State. That's why you come as a coach. That's why you come as a player. The Big 12's been the number one league in the country for the last five years. You know, Kansas to the Final Four this year. Kansas State to the Elite Eight. Um, you know, West Virginia had a tremendous year. Tech. I mean, you go down the line. Uh, our league's great top to bottom. Uh, you want to prepare for your league, and you can do that, you know, with the Big 12 SEC Challenge, with us going to Maui home games with Missouri and Iowa. And so, yeah, I do like it, especially the way the, the selection committee, uh, you know, looking at seeding and looking at resumes now. Any updates on guys like what? anything new with Cam or is he everything still progressing as you expected? He's to doing go? great. He's okay. doing great. You know, uh, I, I saw him uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, he's doing really well and uh, excited to get him back on campus here uh, sometime soon. Okay. All around everything going well this summer? Yeah, you know what? I think we've had a really good summer. You know, we've got about a week and a half left. Um, you know, we'll finish it up. Uh, you know, this weekend I got we got Eric Thomas coming in to speak to our guys. Uh, the, the speaker, he'll be in here Sunday to speak. And then um, we'll finish up next week with, uh, you know, we've got some of these former guys back. Monte's in town this week around the guys. And Naz is back and George is back and, and so that's great to have those guys around. Um, and then, you know, we'll finish up next week with the reunion. We've got over 100 guys to get to come back. Uh, if any of the former players are listening, uh, we're kind of closing. You know, this is about the last day or two to get signed up, so I encourage you guys to sign up if you're out there listening. But, man, I think the summer's been great for building chemistry, uh, for gaining experience, and these guys just, you know, learning about what we're about. And so uh, it's been really good. Steve, I know how big that reunion is to you. This will be your second year doing it. Is it is it catching traction like you had originally hoped? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so. I mean, you you look at we've got Tim Floyd coming back. We've got the '96 Big Eight Championship team coming back to honor them, and and we've got over a hundred former players going to be back on campus for for two or three days. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's it, it's gone really well, and I think it continues to really continue. To, to continue to grow and uh, as we continue to honor more teams and more players and really continue. You know, I've only been here going on with four years, so you just want to continue to grow it and, and continue to get relationships with more guys than just the ones that I've coached. Steve, last one for me. If there is one person who you would like to really have at that reunion that hasn't been there, who would it be? Uh, you know, I've been working on Jeff Hornacek probably, you know, uh, he may be in town. Uh, he, I, he's, he's traveling through this area next week and he may stop in, but I would just, if you just threw me, you know, yeah. into the fire right now, I would say Hornacek right off the top of my head. Cause you know, he's, he's a guy that's had his dirt retired here and is hanging up in Hilton. Steve, you'll have to ask, uh, Hornacek's agent about the scuffle me and him got into. 
It's a great story. Yeah. I'll do it. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you about it sometime. I'll Thanks. do it. Thanks, man. I don't know if we talk about that on air. No, I, no he uh, <laughs> he called me out. It, uh, it's a funny story. Most Cyclone fans who are listening probably have heard it. Um, hey, I got Mike Morris with me. You guys want to ask a quick question to him at all? Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Can you put him on the Hold phone? On second. Yeah, let's do it. One second. You never know what's going to happen uh, drive time here on KXNO. Hey, Monte, it's Chris Williams. How are you? What's up, man? How's life? Congratulations. You're on the radio, by the way. Oh, okay. What's up, everybody? And you're in, <laughs> and you're all over TMZ, and you're all over the internet, and you uh, and you've got the, the paparazzi following you, and and uh, wow, Monte. You, you're gonna forget all about us, aren't you? Nah, I, ne- I never forget about that. Hey, okay. I think it's cool, <laughs> Monte. All you guys have contracts now. All five of you guys. Yeah. It looks like Nader and Deontay, I believe, are gonna be teaming up and. Um, in OKC, Man, my yeah, like Man. we got to get Maddie Thomas next to you, chucking some threes. Man, we got to get Matt. We love to have Matt in Denver, man. <laughs> but um, how how cool is it for you guys though to all be in the league? I, I think it's pretty special and uh, pretty rare, you know, to have five guys like that all with contracts. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, um, it just shows how I mean how talented we were. We were all in the same roster at a point. And uh, now it's just, like, uh, good for Iowa State. And for us to be on rosters, it makes other people, you know, recognize what Coach Prom and Coach Fred did with us and um, how we developed over the years. And now it's, it's definitely going to help other guys that's trying to, you know, to step on campus the same talent and to just give them motivation that, you know, they can make it. They had the right school and the right spot. Monte, uh, you know, it's been a big summer for you between the contract and Randy joked about the TMZ part, but it seems like everybody is kind of paying attention to you from the basketball side to off the court stuff to just what's been the craziest part of this summer so far for you? Uh, oh, man, I mean, the craziest part, I would just say just staying in Denver since April and working hard and getting ready for summer league, uh, I feel like that's the hardest. That was like the hardest thing for me to do to sacrifice the entire summer and and everything. So uh, I would definitely say that. But like all the other stuff, like the TMZ stuff, all that. I mean, that just comes with you know the lifestyle. Like when you're dating somebody, you know, at that caliber. So I mean, it's not crazy for me. It's just. It's more so like normal, like it's regular. <laughs> yeah, I can I can relate to that. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> what's What's the differences? I think we'll wrap it up here though. But what you talked about about all the all your guys signing all you guys signing contracts, and you started out your careers mm-hmm. for Fred. St- you, Steve was yeah. the closer. What's the difference between the two coaches? What'd you learn from What'd you learn from Coach Fred, and then what'd you learn from from Steve? Uh, how to play defense with those prone. Well, yeah, not from Fred. <laughs> not from Fred. <laughs> George just kind of yeah, told me, how much did you guys practice in. defense with Fred? Uh, we practiced it. <laughs> we, we just knew we was going to get like 95 points. So, we, yeah. uh, with prone, you know, we definitely put, definitely put our foot forward to try to be better defensively. 
I've heard good stories about your guys' first few practices with Pro. Oh, and yeah, you guys were like, what? what in the hell is going on here? we got to practice defensive team? drills. Touch a ball for yeah. 45 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Monte. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Enjoy Steve your time back in Iowa. I, I got a uh, – I want to announce that I got my camp Saturday at yes. uh, Parkview Middle School, too. So, if y'all – if anybody listening got kids, first through fifth grade, 9 in the morning, 12, and then 6 to 8th grade, 1 to 4, so – the link is in my bio on Instagram to sign up. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Monte. Appreciate your time. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Tell Coach yeah. bye. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and that was wild. That was great. It's it's probably a good idea that we preferenced it with you on the radio. Yeah. I do not think he knew that. I don't, I don't either. I think he just thought he was talking and to I, I didn't us. even think of that, Tommy, until you told him. Because I was idea. just going to roll with it. <laughs> Very I think it would have been better if he didn't know. Man, Monte, Monte's been an interesting um, sports figure over the last couple weeks. Yeah, from the contract to the TMZ stuff to he the th- he threw out the first pitch at Principal Park the other day. Yeah, I saw you and Monts were uh, bugging him about uh, his 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 relationships. That was actually me. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving the people what they wanted. Yo, it's funny. I feeding the beast before he threw out the first pitch. The Iowa Cubs, you know, publicized, hey, Monte Morse coming. He's going to throw off first pitch. They were telling me that all the questions people were asking, is Amber Rose going to be there? I didn't even know who she was until two weeks ago. I had no idea. Was she there? She wasn't. No. Pete, how rare is it? I mean, think about that. They have five guys in the NBA. They would have had six if the Dijon Jones tragedy wouldn't have occurred. And lost to UAB? Yeah. So that's I'm saying, that's well, got to that's what's got to sting the most. That's dude. the weirdest. Well, that stings, but just to have that many guys, in yeah. the they've got to be up there. Of with your, I think we should do that count to see. Well, like, that, you mean five guys in the same five guys? Well, in just the in the NBA at the same time, well, they've got to be take in the, away. Well, the Kentuckys, the, yeah, the Kentuckys, Duke, Kansas, but North they've got to be right North Carolina, in the top ten. Villanova, they're. They're up there, but I I don't think we should get carried away on that. But but yeah, they're up there, and and but yeah, they they are, and it's it's phenomenal. I don't I don't I can't remember a local team, Iowa State or Drake or Northern Iowa, ever having that at the same time. Um, but uh, yeah, it's cool. It's that, it's it's interesting, and th- that's the best point because when you look at a lot of those schools, you see okay, couple two three guys. And especially like Iowa State, it's like, okay, for a while there, it was like every couple of years they may have somebody drafted and somebody that gets uh, gets all the way up. But to think uh, that at one point there were all five of the, five or six of those guys on one roster is just astounding. I think that's what makes that UAB game sting even more. Yeah, we all know why, what happened there. But And to think about it, though, to think about this now, they've got five guys from one team, one program, whatever, that have contracts, six counting, I mean, six counting Matt, seven counting um, um, Jamil. Mm-hmm. You know, In got, Australia. Got guys still? everywhere, yeah. But, but look at, look, but I think here is something equally as important. These guys weren't poop heads these guys were good guys they were they were friendly to us i mean and they were especially and that's what's important to me they were especially friendly to the fans 
That's why they're That's beloved. That's incredible. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If there's a place in the rafters for those five, I mean, please. I mean, I know that it's only going to be Monte and 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 George, but but these guys were good head, were good guys. They mm-hmm. weren't poop heads. They were good guys, and you don't see that very often. Well, and that's why they're all coming back to Eames to do these camps because yeah. normally you see guys going back to their hometown and some of them may be doing that too, but they realize like, okay, Ames is an, an important part of their life, and they realize like, okay, the fans really embrace them too. Where, I mean, guys like Niang, Morris, uh, Naz are guys that you're going to be talking about for years yeah and that we could all have got stories about how good they've been and you know it's no use publicizing these this stuff because you don't have to but but trust me i can attest firsthand that these guys were off the charts good mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible yeah it's a it's a special group that's for sure all right we will uh talk some football fall camp starts a week from thursday i believe a week from friday a week from friday yeah next week um and the season is here it's cyclone insider with uh, the folks from the uh, Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Everything you need to know about Iowa State, it's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register, powered by G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Fall camp starts next week. Uh, we were in Dallas last week. The Big Ten Media Day is going on right now. Really feels like the, the season is here. Tommy, you were not in Dallas with us. What were your takeaways? Anything pop for you last week? Yeah, I mean, there were a few things with the depth chart that really stood out to me. Like I mean, what? Uh, one, the backup running back job. I think that's really intriguing just because you have so many options. And it really didn't shock me because of that reason. But then, you know, a couple of the things with the offensive line. But one name that really jumped out at me on the depth chart was Landon Akers. Yes. Where... I know that they've raved about his speed, that they really like his work ethic. He's an Iowa kid, um, all that. But I guess outside of special teams, I really didn't expect to to see him on the depth chart. And my thing is, usually you will see Campbell kind of move guys down the depth chart if mm-hmm. you know if um, maybe to make a statement. But he usually doesn't put guys up on the depth chart to. Um, provide some false hope he's really seeing something out of landon acres i think and randy he he said in our little side session with him uh, i believe dylan asked about it and man he he talked very early about him yeah he did and and he raved about the kid and said that he offers stuff that no other iowa state wide receiver have as far as that sideline type speed that they're looking for no he doesn't have the size but he's got decent size with it sounds like elite speed, and this is a kid that I fully admit was not on my radar heading into camp. Right, and the fact that he talked about him early in our conversation on the side, like you said, but where's he going to fit in? I mean, Well, they've got he, him above, right there with uh, Eaton right now. I know, but, and Eaton's a burner. Tariq Milton's a burner. Um, Eaton's big, though. I mean, he's yeah, more Yeah, I know, but he, yeah. he's, he, he can he, run. He can run, and that's what's going to be able to get him into pros after well, yeah. whatever. But uh, it's, he's, it's possible. Yeah, no, Sage I know. says that all the time. That kid looks like an NFL. Kid. Yes, exactly. So yeah, it, it shows me that Iowa State's going to have elite speed on the outside again, and it, it further emphasizes the fact that that um, Kyle Kemp has, has come back with that that muscle mass he's put on and the strength that he's got in his arm. That that they're going to take advantage of 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 that. But but with Landon Kemp Akers, is just going to transform into Brett Favre. I had to get that in there. But no. uh, yeah, the Acres thing it was intriguing yeah. because he's. he's 
they didn't mention one word about him being a, a, a hauling back kicks. He only well, talked about him as a receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he only brought back I, I, the best thing about him on special teams. Yeah, when he was, was doing kickoffs, is that he just didn't bring it back. He didn't get I you think in trouble. There was one time he brought it back and he got smoked. I think and got a got a concussion. I believe, but hey, I mean, you look at wide receiver. There are, once again, just a ton of options. And you look at how they've used that offense the last couple of years. I mean, plenty of guys are going to get the ball. So I think yeah, and that, you know what I like about it, Tommy, is the receivers are all kind of different. Yeah, they all bring something else. You look at Butler, he's got side he, size, he's got some um, speed, he's got strength. You've got Akers, who you're talking about just straight-up speed. Deshante Jones is kind of, I think, almost kind of the forgotten guy. Where yeah, what kind of years he have? I, I think he could have a big year. Just uh, by you just look at the options in the room. He's now got experience. Uh, he doesn't have the guys above him anymore. I mean, I think a guy like Trevor Ryan probably took a lot of opportunities away from a guy like Deshante Jones, where now I think he's going to get more more of those opportunities. Let's look yeah. on the other side. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, Jones is one of the more fascinating players yeah. of last year to me because he was so good as a freshman. And I, I, I distinctly remember one of my friends texting me during a game last year. He's like, is, is Deshante Jones still on the team? They just they <laughs> didn't need him. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, two years ago as a, when he was a freshman – yeah, he, he. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's going to have a good year. Um, it, it's. I just wrote down as we were talking one, two, three, four, five receivers, and that's not counting. Um, you know, like Chase too. Allen or yeah, exactly. That's not counting Chase Allen. But uh, what's what's you guys' biggest biggest uh, storyline as far as the defensive is concerned? I, I'm really intrigued by the linebacker core just because. Um, there's so much experience there, and there's so much excitement for a guy like Ryan Vance, who, man, he has a lot of that physical nature, 6'1", 295. And I remember talking to his high school football coach saying they had a specific play, I forget what it was called, up at, uh, I think it was Cedar Rapids, Washington, where he went to high school. Mm -hmm. They had a specific play where it was just like, okay, Ryan, you just go freelance, do it you think is best just kind of like a wildcat defensive for you know mm-hmm. play for him and for what they're looking for in terms of just kind of sliding in taking that spot for Joel Lanning that's exactly the type of player they need that could be a fantastic linebacker core I think I'm most interested in the defensive line right now and only in the sense of I think they have an opportunity to be very multiple there um, they can clearly go with the three-man front. We saw them do that to a point last year where people were copycatting them, right? Um, in Texas specifically, in Todd Orlando, one Football of the best. A copycat Absolutely, sport. everybody does it. But I, you know, I had an in-depth conversation with Ray Lima um, down there in Dallas, and I thought it was really interesting because Ray, he was the reason they could play the three-man front, and he's like, oh, I want us to go to four. I'd love to see us play four because he's tired of taking on two blockers every blasted play out there. But he's so good. I mean, he's he's yeah. so unassuming. He's so good. I'm anxious um, to see, but I don't think they had the opportunity or the I don't think they had the talent last year, Randy, to play multiple. Like no, uh-uh. they weren't very good at the beginning of the year in that four man front because they didn't have four legit guys. Well, now they do. I think they can go six right. or seven deep. So you can play the three man if you're playing against Texas Tech. 
I think if you go to Iowa this year, you're much more suited to defend that Big Ten type yeah. of offense because I think you can play a 4-3 and be pretty comfortable with what you got back there. I don't know. I think it really gives them a lot of flexibility. Tonka Moa not being able to be ready at the beginning of the season may have screwed them up a little bit a little bit as well, um, and, and Matt Leo. Um, so, yeah, that was um, interesting to see how they, how they counteract that. And I guess, you know, that's why you give – you give Haycock the biggest raise on the staff. I mean, he's he's a mastermind. He was know? fantastic he's, last year. He's out of this world. I I think a guy too. If you kind of read between the lines of what Campbell's saying, is that this Regan Northrup is going to have a big year. Talk about a guy that's going under the radar. Yeah, I I yeah. think if he's I were always... to, if I were to pick a guy who's not getting headlines right now that'll probably have a big year. I think that would be the guy I would circle. He's on kind defense. of but he's kind of referenced him last year too. He would he would say some good things about him, but when you talk about Northrop, I mean another unsung hero of somebody that people aren't really talking about is Wally Harvey too because it's easy to see why he gets lost kind of in the shuffle because you have at least last season you had Joel Lanning this fantastic story and then Marcel Spears who's just gulping up all these tackles but I mean Willie Harvey had a really good season last year could have another good season Payne. this year yeah Payne I think I've been saying this all week when I've been doing some research I think that they may have the best one two corner combo in the big 12 and I, I think it, I'm pretty confident in that five one five two eight four five nine six six. Todd wants to chime in hey Todd hey guys um listening to you here. You know, you talk about Ray Lehman and, and everybody keeps on the accolades, and I, I love to watch the guy play because he just plugs things up. But I guess, well, I got a couple of questions as, about Lima, and then also I mean, do you guys have any inside scoop as far as how Matt Leo's doing? Is he is he going to be able to break, break into a starting spot, or is he still second team? I, yeah, I don't think Matt Leo's going to start, but I think he I mean, from my understanding, he's going to see snaps, but I think Matt Leo could be kind of a situational type guy where he kind of mixes in here and there, maybe a third down, fourth down type guy. Yeah, he's a guy, Todd, who, and I don't want to plug myself too much here. It's the register show, but I wrote a column. Stopped you before. Right? <laughs> I wrote a column about um, the D line when I was down there and talked to Campbell pretty extensively about it. And Leo's the guy, kind of exactly what Matt wants on that D-line, where he can play inside or out, and it really gives them matchup opportunities. And so I think that what you're going to have guys like Leo um, in and out of there, and it's what they're going to do is they're going to try and put these offenses in bad spots with Jaquan Bailey who could sure. be a, one of the elite pass rushers in the Big 12 this year. And I, so I think Leo, Tommy, you're probably right. I doubt he starts, but I think he could have as big of an impact as anybody because he can play two spots. Yeah, and I think a position like that or a guy like that kind of epitomizes too how far this program comes where maybe a couple of years ago you're talking about a guy like Matt Leo is probably starting right out of the shoot just because he had – so much raw potential and at least Iowa State because of the emergence of a guy like uh Ray Lima, Jaquan Bailey is able to redshirt and now doesn't even have to be the guy now that he's playing. He can just come in and provide, you know, some some needed stability when it's needed. 
And that's the well, thing. That's hey, Tonga Moa, is he? Are we in the same boat with him? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would say so. He's not. He's more of an inside guy. I mean, I don't think you're going to move him out wide. But thank you, thank you, Todd. We're running low on time. Hey, on Lima, you think he has pro prospects? Yes, absolutely. Oh, without question, he'll be in the NFL. In fact, he could go after this year. There's like five guys on this roster who will be on the who could be in the NFL. I think Lima could go after his junior year. Yeah, I think he's that good. He did redshirt. Yeah. So, all right, guys, good show today. Fast, uh, but we had a lot going on. Thanks to Monte Morris for coming. Yeah, on. Monte Morris, Steve Prone, good stuff. Uh, we'll be back with more sports fanatics tomorrow at four. Cardinals in the Reds. Reds coming up next here on fourteen sixty KXNO.